When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. All right. Hello and welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast, where we talk about Star Wars canon versus legends. I'm one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm your other host, Ben of Tamaria. And we are here continuing on our planets, talking about various planets. And today we are going to another planet that I think, well... I think it depends. I don't know when it first made its uh, debut. <laughs> there, there. I have fun facts about that. <laughs> okay, but um, it is a very everyone's favorite forest planet. And notice, I am saying planet, and that is intentional because it is not a moon; it is a planet. Yeah, it, it it's a planet, not a moon, because it's not a moon. Yeah. The the difference between moons and planets in Star Wars is it's it's arbitrary. Very, yeah, it's it's very subtle because I guess they... it depends it depends on if it orbits a planet versus if it orbits a star. True. I guess true. that's the difference. That's true. Um but yeah, we are this week we are going over Kashyyyk, everyone's favorite forces planet. And uh before we really kick start on the planet, fun fact on when Kashyyyk was first introduced, and everybody's going to cringe when I say this, it was first introduced in this Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> Excellent. Now this is the question though. This is the question. Is it Kashyyyk or is it Kashik? See, I say it's Kashyyyk. Like, is it is it Leia or Leah? Right, that's fair. Because how it's spelled is K A S H Y Y K. So it could go both pronunciations technically, uh, but I mean, commonly it's well, Kashyyyk. It, it just depends. And, like, it depends on, like, 
one of the problems with the Wookiee language. Shiriwook or Shirawook or whatever she-wook. it is. Shiwook. She yeah. It's hard to tell because most of the time we don't get like galactic basic pronunciation of the words because we get it in subtitles mm-hmm. with Wookiee text. Yep. Or no subtitles at all. We just have to in, uh, interpret it when like Han's talking to Chewie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no subtitles. Uh, right. Majority of the subtitles we get from Shiwook is honestly from the games. Mm-hmm. From if you're watching live action, it's just you have to interpret it. So it's a it's a growling noise. Han says, "That's right, Chewie." Right. Yep. Well, we know, and like Han's a terrible interpreter. <laughs> And Chewie is like, you're an idiot. This is a bad idea. And Han's like, yeah, we're going to go do this. And Chewie agrees. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, just a little summary. Uh, Kashyyyk, also known as the Wookiee Planet, see Edelon G5-623 and Wookiee World was a a mid-rim planet. It was lush. Warsher tree filled homeworld of the Wookiees is the number of the Galactic Republic, a member of the Galactic Republic, endured enslavement under the Galactic Empire, and later joined the New Republic. And uh, that's just a quick summary of the planet. Not going too much depth of like the foliage uh, or like anything like that of the planet because we actually see this planet numerous times in the Star Wars universe, especially in Legends. Uh, but we are going to go over its history. So we have the Toyor, so around 36,453 BBY, a group of the native Wookiees entered a Toyor who visited the planet. Uh, the Toyor were those who visited other planets, traveled to Tython, where the Jedi, or the J-E apostrophe D-A-I-I order, uh, the earliest incarnation of the Jedi Order uh, was soon founded by the beings brought there by the Toryor. The Wookiees eventually moved off to, of Tython and settled on the forest world of Shock Gora. That, that, that's all we have in the Toryor era of Kashyyyk. Hmm. So. And then we now go to the Infinite Empire. So if anybody's playing the KOTOR games or Star Wars Old Republic, you might know the Infinite Empire. Uh, at some point after the departure of the Toryor, Kashyyyk was taken over by the Rakatan Infinite Empire. Its surface was terraformed by the Rakata for art- articultural purposes, but the Rakata... But the collapse of the Empire left the terraforming machines unattended, resulting in the planet's abnormally large flourage. So thank thank uh, the Rakata for why the planet is covered in trees. So here's a question about that. So are the Rakata then like like the in machine we encounter on Kashik and Kotor? Mm-hmm. Is that a terraforming machine? I think it is. But it's... it also guards the star map. Correct. You know, it's just like, it kind of just, it gives me Mass Effect Andromeda vibes, which also just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's for other reasons. <laughs> yes. Um, and then now we go to the Zerka Corporation and sadly slavery. Um, so in four thousand twenty BBY, uh, Kashyyyk was discovered by the Zerka Corporation, which renamed the planet first. Uh, G5-623, and then, after a poll of stockholders uh, at Elon, uh, they recognized the Wookiees' strength and began to enslave them. In 3,993 BBY, during the Great Hunt, the Jedi Gun, uh, the Jedi Gunhan Sarish died on the planet fighting a Tarantac. Tarantac? Tarantac. So... That's the beast you hunt down in Kotor, the big Sith beast. Oh, that's that right. Feed off the, feed off the dark side. Yes, that's right. Uh, during the Mandalorian Wars, the Mandalorians considered conquering Kashyyyk, although they eventually decided against it. Their plans for assault included burning down huge sections of the forest and glassing entire uh, continents in order to actually create a place to fight. Sometime after the Mandalorian Wars begun, self-exiled Jedi Jolie Bendo began, uh, made his home on the pl- uh, forest floor of Kashyyyk. Which, if you play KOTOR 1, Jolie might be a very familiar character to you. You gotta go to the Shadowlands. He's in the Shadowlands, if I recall, right? Yes. And then, in 3,176 BBY, Zalbar, a Wookiee who later aided Jedi Revan, had banished from Kashyyyk, uh, and his brother, uh, Chundar, uh, usurped to the position of chieftain from his father. Uh, Finier, Chundar's allow uh, allowed the Zerka to take Wookiees as slaves in exchange for weapons. Uh, Ferrier went to self-exiled in the Shadowlands of Kashyyyk. Zerka's control of Edelon was disrupted when, in 3,956 BBY, the enslaved Wookiee populace, led by Ferrier and Revan, overthrew the local corporate headquarters and drove all the outsiders off-planet, uh, and save for the Ebonhawk crew. So, yeah, that that happens in KOTOR 1. You literally, you and, um, when you, if you take Zabar with you on Kashyyyk, you can do all this, and it gives a little bit more context of what's going on. Um, which I think he, like, he makes you go, he, doesn't Zabar is acquired when you're in on Kashyyyk? Or no? Yes, like you can't. You once the you get to the Wookiee village, like Zalbar becomes a captive. I um one playthrough. I just wanted to see what happened. I left him there. I got the star map and I went on. You can complete the game just fine and just leave him there. What? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I could ever like just leave Zalbar. That's and mish- mission doesn't say anything. That's surprising. Like, no, no anything. All right. Well, interesting. <laughs> I did not know that. I I never tried. I I, I, I love Zalbar too much. I, Wookiees are great. Mm-hmm. I ha- I have to have a Wookiee companion. Um. Then so we... how did what what did you do in Kotor two then? Okay, you... that's a. That's a different circumstance because you don't have a choice 
Well, you do have a choice, but I always play as a light side character, so I always get Mira. Um, so uh, I cannot remember that Wookiee's name. Um, Onhar. On Onhar. I, I come on. I, I never, I never recruit him because I ne- normally don't go dark side. I try. I try. Convince. I try going dark we gotta side. Gotta convince Ben to go dark side. <laughs> You got to do it at least once. I had to do it at least once. Okay. Um, it's like you, you got to play the Dark Urge at least once. It's just how the rules. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, hey, I do. I have a Wookiee companion in Swotor. So there's that. You get one through uh, the smuggler class. And then once you get to the like big expansions, you can recruit. Um, I cannot remember his name either. Shoot. Slip on my tongue. You can actually recruit two different Wookiees uh, once you get to the later mm-hmm. expansions. Uh, but now we get to the time of the Old Republic. So it was presumably some time after the uh, that Kashyyyk decided to join the Galactic Republic. Loki's reversed engineered the hyperdrive from Trandoshan vessel, and they were welcomed to the Republic. Though dealings with the Corellians, uh, Verpine, and Alderanians. Um, during the time of the Cold War, a proxy conflict between the Sith Empire and the Galactic Republic, one of the oldest worship trees of Kashyyyk, reportedly millennia old, was dying, and eventually someone who was sent to examine its rings to learn more about the planet's history. Around the same time, an eccentric hermit uh, that lived on Kashyyyk gave up his isolation and ordered those that managed to solve his old riddles. In 1003 BBY, during the New Sith Wars, the planet was conquered by the Brotherhood of Darkness, which is was just a cult of Sith. That's that's essentially what they were. Mm-hmm. They were meh. And then eventually Kashyyyk was uh, represented in the Galactic Senate, uh, with Senator Yaru being the last Kashyyyk representative prior to the outbreak of the Clone Wars. The Kashyyyk colonized both the major moons of Kashyyyk as well as other planets other worlds in the system, such as Atlas Prime. Uh, a few years after the invasion of Naboo, the Wookiee Trade Guild attempted to tax the Trade Federation for goods that passed through Kashyyyk's system. An army of B-2 uh, super battle droids led by Count Dooku arrived on the Wookiee Trade Guild's headquarters and disbanded it. Because Count Dooku doesn't like to be taxed, apparently. Nope. Though, I don't know many people who like to be taxed. <laughs> that's a fair point. I think that's all fair. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now we get to the Clone Wars where we do see a pretty epic fight with the Wookiees and the Separatists in Revenge of the Sith, which is pretty great. Yes. Um, Short story, don't make a Wookiee mad because you lose a limb. You see this multiple times in live action and in video games. So, uh, at the start of the Clone Wars, Kashyyyk remained non-aligned uh, during the Dark Reaper project of 22 BBY. The forest, the forest harvester found by Don- uh, found by Count Dooku on Raxus Prime was tested on the neighboring world of Atlas Prime, but all the Separatists were forced off the moon afterward, ending the immediate Separatist threat to the system. A small attack on Kashyyyk itself occurred some time later, but uh, was too repelled, or was repelled, and Kashyyyk retained non-aligned posture eighteen months into the Clone Wars. 
The decision on the role of the planet would play in conflict was left in the hands of the number of Wookiee royal families acting through a council dominated by King... Oh, God. uh, Grakowaha? Grakchawa? Grakchawa. It's Wookiee, so it's in She-Wook, so bear with me. There's a lot of W's and A's. And then... A lot of Y's. And, yeah, and wise, too. Uh, he initially advocated neutrality, engaging in a, a limited negotiations with both the Republic and the uh, Confederacy of Independent Systems, which wished to control hyperspace routes planning and to use the Wookiee secret trade routes to disrupt tr- uh, Republic trade and communications, giving them advantage in the war. However, in 21 BBY, General Grievous grew tired of waiting and ordered the Trade Federation officials to launch several probe droids to help persuade, quote-unquote, Grokchawa to make the right decision. He was on the verge of agreeing to join the Confederacy out of self-preservation when news came that his son, Prince Rukumi, uh, had accidentally been killed by the droids. He angered... In anger, he allied himself with the Republic, ultimately forcing the Separatists to mount a massive invasion uh, into the closing stages of the war. So, initially, the reason why the scene we get in Revenge of the Sith is because of this, is because uh, Grakchawa's son was accidentally killed by the Separatists. So he like, yep, nope, I'm done. Just told you, like... Don't make a Wookiee mad because you will regret it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, historically, the Wookiees typically align themselves with the Republic. Historically. So, it's it was interesting. I understand their neutrality because, essentially, the Clone Wars were a giant civil war within the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Rather than, like, an invasion of a entity outside but uh in 19 bby a rescue mission led by jedi master or jedi general uh Asena to Mukin and boss was in the process of the rescue chieftain uh tarful head by captive uh captured by trandoshans the mission carried out by commandos of the delta squad who increasingly found more separatists uh collaborationists among the neighboring Tredoshans when they thought, including General Grievous, in response to the Republic Dispatch Task Force, led by Master Yoda and Clone Commander Gree uh, to defend Kashyyyk. And if I recall, Delta Squad is the um, boss. Like, you know, the clone boss, not uh, the uh, Republic Commando game. Mm-hmm. Which I don't remember. Were they? Was this part of the game itself? Yeah. So this is the. Mm-hmm. So you find out that um, you board a Trandoshan ship. That Trandoshans have taken over your uh, your old command ship, mm-hmm. and you have to go on and like fight them. And okay. then they, yeah. I don't remember. The only thing I like really remember from Com- Republic Commando was the uh, Genosa stuff, which is like the beginning of the game, if I recall. Yes. So there's three love. There's three like main like areas. You have that. You have the ship that you fight on, and then you go to Kashyyyk. Okay. 
And then at the coastal city of Kacharo, uh, a combined force of clone troopers and Wookiees fought against the Separatist droid invaders, with Yoda himself participating in the battle. Despite the overwhelming Separatist forces, the Republic and the Wookiees emerged victorious from the Battle of Kashyyyk, though taking very heavy casualties. Not long afterwards, the secretly, secretly married Jedi couple of Kinto and Marley Merrick took refuge on Kashyyyk, and the pregnant Mari gave birth to Galen on Kashyyyk. Which the Battle of Kashyyyk is the battle we see in Revenge of, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, fun fun stuff on Kashyyyk. There, there a lot of lot of stuff happens on this planet. Um, and uh, sadly, the like all the stuff we see is typically when people are at war or dying. Yeah. It's either in Battlefront, uh, Force Unleashed, Old Republic, KOTOR, things where things are in desperate times. Jedi, well, that would be canon, but still, even in Jedi I mean, it's, or, uh, Fallen Order. It's Star Wars, not Star Peace. Fair. Just saying. Good point. That's a good point. Uh, but at this point, we are going to take a quick mid-break and be right back. all right sorry just got distracted a little bit but anyway yeah welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about all things going on podcast and we take time to thank our patrons thank you to all of our patrons and we have a new patron is that correct we do uh andrew p thank you for joining our patron um i we appreciate it and hope you like the ad free episodes yeah, we're really, thank you so much for joining us there. We greatly appreciate that. If you'd like to join us too, you can join us at uh, patreon.com slash holocronhistories and you can go and sign up there. Our patron chat is coming up in a couple weeks and so you can come and hang out with us and do that for our January patron chat and we'd love to have you on there to talk about whatever we'll talk about. Other than that, uh, you can leave us ratings and reviews on Apple or Spotify. You leave us five stars and some kind words. We'll read it out on a future episode of the show. I do not know if we have any to read today. Uh, we do have a review. It is a uh, edited review that we had previously um, by oh. Rise and Shine on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Awesome show. Uh, this is an awesome show. Austin and Ben really took their time to get everything right, and you can really tell what they really appreciate in all the expansive lore of Star Wars. This show has peak humor, especially when Ben mispronounces words, which happens a lot for me, just saying. Um, awesome lore and deep topics. Uh, great to listen to it on drives and while drawing. Uh, what are you guys' three favorite characters from Star Wars? Because you can't just pick one. What is your favorite creature from Star Wars? If you could be any species from Star Wars, what would it be? Uh, if you could settle down on any planet in the galaxy, what would it be? And if you were to run in a business in Star Wars, what would it be? These are a lot of questions. Uh, what type of droid slash droid model uh, would you own? And if you could pick any companion in the Skywalker saga, who would it be? 
Also, why did George Lucas name things after food? Ricotta is a type of cheese. Mon Calamari is a type of squid. Well, the calamari part anyway. Anyway, thanks for the lore. Mannequin Piewalker signing out. Thank you, Rise and Shine. That is a lot of questions, which I don't know if we can like cover in the mid break right so, now. <laughs> some of them we can. Maybe. Um I think we did some of them already. We did some of them pri- previously. Um I will say for the droid part, um a T model from the Code Tour series. I, I just love that type of droid. I'm a classic R2 series. Um And then uh, what uh, race would you be if what like species? See, uh, that That's iffy. I don't know because I would have to really get into the biology of some of the species in Star Wars. I'm going to be a vanilla and say human, but that's just me. I'm going to be a hut. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> that just got weird. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, they live lavish lifestyles. Um, I just think that, you know, if I'm going to pick you're a fantasy, not, that's just... I mean, you're not just, wrong. <laughs> I mean, and, like, how many, like, huts do we actually... We only see, like, two huts die on screen. So I feel like their survival rate is pretty high. Yeah, I guess. And you don't have to be a jackass. True, that is true. You don't have to be a jackass. That's very true. You don't have to be a complete dick to everyone in the galaxy. Exactly. See? So, yeah, that's fair. Um, And fun fact, uh, George Lucas did not re- create the Ricotta. That was created uh, by the team that made uh, KOTOR, yes. which George Lucas was um, not a it, part of. Yes. I mean, he still had oversight. Yeah, Nothing he had oversight. He had to KOTOR. sign off on things, but still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think, you know, we do that. We name things after food. You know, let's take a look at DBZ. All of those names Which are all the same. I think we made that comparison last time. We <laughs> Yeah. We all those Saiyans are vegetables. Mm-hmm. They live on, and then Vegeta, vegetables, veggies, you know. The only exception is Broly. Well, I guess you, Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's right. As, as soon as I said that, oh, wait, no, that's broccoli. I'll do it. Because <laughs> you've got, let's see, the Saiyans. Bardock is also similar to broccoli. Um, or Bardock root. Or Bardock, yeah. You've got Kakarot, carrot, uh, Napa, which is ob- Napa cabbage, Raditz, radish, um, Vegeta, Vegeta. I can't remember any other Saiyan names. You got Broly. There's Kaba. Yeah. Cabbage again. Kale. Kale. Khalifa. Mm-hmm. Khalifa. Yep. Or Kefla. Kefla. Like these these are all just they're they're <laughs> they're vegetables. Yeah, they're we just vegetables. name things after food. Uh-huh. Yep. But yeah, but food, now I'm thinking about food and Dragon Ball and like that show makes me so hungry. (laughs) Food looks so good in that show. Especially Super because that's where we get so much more of the food. (laughs) It's insane. Yeah, I know. It's great. Thank thank you, Beerus. (laughs) 
I know. I just want all the food, but yep, yeah, this is so. But what business would I run? See that—that's the iffy part because I, yeah. I don't know. A droid repair shop, maybe, is what probably I would yeah. do. Because I love droids so much. Um, I would sell Meluron fruit. <laughs> uh, if nobody um, knows that is, go watch Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> listen, listen. Though, like, did you know that Meluron? That whole scene. It's kind of like a callback to the cabbage farmer from Avatar. Yes. Yeah. Like that's it's hilarious. Yep. But. Yep. But which, fun... if you don't know, Dave Filoni also worked on both. But... Yes. Great. And fun fact, they actually had the uh, guy who voiced the cabbage guy to be the cabbage guy in the upcoming live action Avatar. Oh, that's awesome. You're right. So just a heads up for everyone. That's literally next month. But anyway, um, I think that that's all I ha- I don't have anything. Oh, yeah. wait, Discords. We join our various Discords. Yeah, join Discord. Check out our other shows. We go live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, also, if you want to catch the Avatar, just sell cabbages. That is the answer. <laughs> Right? Because he's literally everywhere. <laughs> yes. In the most inconvenient times ever. But yes, go, if you want to catch the Avatar, go and sell cabbages. Or if you want to go catch a Jedi, sell Mel, Mel Ruin fruits. <laughs> but yeah, let's get back to our favorite forest planet. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now we're back from the break. We have now the Galactic Empire and dun dun, dun dun sadly more slavery because that's all the empires do, which is kind of BS. But anyway, uh, however, uh, victory was short lived for the Wookiees with the rise of the Galactic Empire and the Jedi being branded enemies to the Republic slash Empire as Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, secretly Darth Sidious, made himself emperor and initiated Order 66. Which we all know if you watch Revenge of the Sith. Uh, the clone troopers then took control of the Kashyyyk, killing Luminara Unduli, sending uh, Quinlan Voss into hiding, and forcing Yoda uh, to g- kill Gri and discreetly escape from the battle on a cancel, which is a very small, like, escape pod ship thing. Mm hmm. Uh, later, Yoda escaped to the planet. Uh, escaped the planet with the help of Tarful and Chewbacca via the former Republic escape pod. The Empire was quick to suppress Kashyyyk by renaming it Wookiee Planet C, as it was the third orbit in the system, uh, the, and placed it under martial law because they want to control the Wookiees because they are a very dangerous species in the galaxy because they can easily rip your arm off. Right, and like, it's creatures who value freedom mm. and doing what's right, and the Empire doesn't like that. <laughs> no. 
Uh, several months later, a group of the Jedi, including Oli Starstone, went to Kashyyyk in search of the other Jedi who had been there. The Empire, led by Darth Vader, tracked them down and attacked the planet. In response, the Wookiees rebelled against other their impressors, but were ultimately unsuccessful. Clone troopers attempted to land, but many were shot down by the ab- abandoned Confederate weaponry utilized by the Wookiees. Darth Vader landed and killed two Jedi before being stopped by Master Roland Serene, who also died at Vader's hand. The orbital fleet bombarded the planet, causing several da- several, uh, severe damage to the planet's surface. Uh, Wookiees either escaped into the undergrowth or into space, where they were stopped by detainer CC-2200 indicator cruiser. Starstone had Slicer uh, Philly Bitters slice into abandoned CIS ship and crash it into the inter- interdictor cruiser. Many refugees escaped, including Starstone and her Jedi friends. Philly and the smuggling group had uh, Aunt Chewbacca. The Empire occupied the planet, allow, uh, allowing then Moff Wilfram Tarkin, one of the Imperial commanders that participated in the battle, to capture and export Wookiees as slave laborers to Despar in order to help construct the first, first Death Star. So, thank Tarkin for that, because Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 18 BBY, Mally Merrick was killed by the remnants of the droids and Trandoshans from the battle of a year prior. Almost immediately, her death caused Palpatine to sense Kento's presence on Kashyyyk. Thus, he sent Vader to eliminate him. Vader and his troops met heavily resistance from the local Wookiee population, but ultimately the 501st Legion succeeded in crushing the uprising. During the battle, Vader bested and killed Kento Merrick. And upon discovering his opponent's son, Galen Merrick, whom he found extremely powerful in the Force, Vader exterminated all witnesses, including the Stormtrooper commander, and went on to train the boy as his secret apprentice. Hence, we get Starkiller. Uh, during the occupation, Kashyyyk was opened by the Imperial authorities to slavers from neighboring uh, Trandosha and Mar. My Tananor, at the advice of the Trandoshans, the Empire began using the powerful Wookiees to carry out slave labor. Wookiees captives were used to countless Imperial projects, including the Maul installation. However, because of their devotion to the homeworld, many Wookiees would evade the Imperial garrison there to revisit their beloved forests for important Wookiee holidays, such as Life Day. Which is, which is pretty good, if they could escape and at least celebrate one day of the year. Yeah. And then in 2 BBY, Princess Leia Organa of Alderaan was secretly sent uh, by Emperor Palpatine to be the Haldas hostage on the planet in order to keep her adoptive father from speaking out against the Empire. Leia was placed under custody of the local commander, Captain Orskin Orskin Strun, who used to hunt Wookiees for sport and confided in her in private chambers. Eventually, she, uh, she was rescued by Galen Merrick himself on a mission by Jedi Master Rom Koda to track down Bail Organa. Leia promised to reveal the location of her father, but only if Galen was able to destroy a skyhook, which was designed to transfer Wookiees off-world for slave labor. Galen headed to the construction site, slaying Captain Strun and destroying the skyhook. According to Galen, however, the Empire would just rebuild it, uh, grateful for Galen's heroic deeds, Leia informed him that Bale had journeyed to Felucia, causing a chain of events that accumulated in the signing of the Corellian Treaty. Hmm. 
And then later, after Merrick's death at the hands of the Emperor Palpatine, Leia Organa met with Bail Organa, Mon Mantha, Garmbel, Iblis, uh, Romkota, Jonah Eclipse, and Proxy, in which they formed the Rebel Alliance. Uh, Leia picked a symbol for the Alliance, the symbol of the Merrick family and tribute of Galen Merrick, his family, and his victorious against the Empire. One year later, after the destruction of the first Death Star, Kashyyyk has been subjected to a long orbital uh, blockade. Darth Vader ordered door-to-door curfew in order to apprehend every rebel, eventually hoping to find his hands on the crew of the Millennium Falcon. Uh, however, the Imperials were defeated by uh, Lumpawaro and Rukawaro. It's a lot of R's and O's in that one. And subsequently, the Wookiees, along with the local Alliance members, celebrated Life Day. During the blockade, the Rebel Alliance attempted to liberate the planet, but the invasion force was ambushed by the Empire and totally destroyed in Kashyyyk space. And then Moff Hindan Dark, uh, the Imperial Governor of Kashyyyk, who ruled the planet from the private plows, forged a pact with the Tradition Slaver Pact, appointing him... To oversee the entire slaving operation, they had finally installed Avatar Orbital Platform in orbit of the planet to help further enslavement of the Wookiees. Yeah, so the Empire bad, obviously, because Dark Side. Yes. Yeah. They just are terrible. They are. It's like why. I understand, like, the Wookiee races being, like, their, their species are very strong, very durable, very labor-focused, but, like, they just want to live in peace. They don't do any harm to unless you make them mad. Just, right. That's, that's the only time they get really, get very angry, unless you're, unless you're Crescenton, I guess. Like, that that's one of the exceptions, I suppose. Hand hard. Oh, and Hanhar, yeah, it's true. Two, two, two Wookies are the exception of being bounty hunters and track to kill, but um, and uh, Chundar. True. Okay, three. Okay, I'm just gonna stop listing. <laughs> um. So, uh, after the Galactic Empire, we have the New Republic, which. So far, Legends, I would say, is better than the New Republic we currently have in canon. Uh, uh, okay, yes. I'll say the New Republic, yes. Uh, there the is... Galactic Alliance, different story. Different story, yeah. Uh, so after the battle of Endor, the Wookiees were freed from slavery by the Alliance of Free Planets. The uh, Nagia... Uh, then attempted to enslave the species, but they were repulsed by the New Republic. However, the Wookiees' freedom was short-lived. The Empire, having licked its wounds, quickly reestablished a presence on Kashyyyk and enslaved the Wookiees once more. Around 5 ABY, Han Solo and Chewbacca, assistant in sighting of evolution among the populace, helped by in part by Lando Calrissian, Rogue Squadron, and Admiral, Admiral Gail Akbar, Governor Dark, uh, Pecht, and Grand Admiral Pashia Sin, were killed during the battle. So this is a, uh, yeah, um, this is where Akbar falls in battle. Sadly, yeah. Uh, Kashyyyk was re- hmm? gone. I just have issues with the way Admiral Akbar went out. Um, in canon, did he go out in canon? Just because 
yeah, he dies when uh, at the beginning of the Last Jedi. Oh, that! Oh, that's right. I I, I have issues with that film, but that's um, a different topic for a different time. Yes. <laughs> but it's just that, like, and I think I get it that, like, not everyone is as crazy um, about Star Wars as we are. And so, like, Admiral Ackbar might not seem as a big character, but he was just uh, felt like he deserved a more dignified end. Yeah, a more honorable death than what mm-hmm. he got. Um, But Kashyyyk was represented in the New Republic Senate by Kenneth R., and the planet became a key signatory member world in the inner uh, council. Uh, the planet was also welcome, uh, also welcome trade, and a city of Thick Thickania became a major uh, exporter of computer technology. However, this made it a target of agents of the Second Imperium in twenty three ABY. A task force under Z- uh, Zeke rallied. Thickanian's computer stores for use of the Second Imperium for its post-galactic civil war against the New Republic. And now we get to the Great Alliance. Or Galactic Alliance, I should say. Sorry. Hmm. Where it's very short and sweet. Um, During the Yuzhong Von War, Kashyyyk would be the important member world of the New Republic and later the Galactic Alliance after the Battle of Yuzhong Tar. At the end of the Jean Von occupation, celebrations took place on Kashyyyk. That, that, mm-hmm. That's for the uh, Galactic Alliance. And don't we see celebrations on Kashyyyk in the special editions of Return of the Jedi? It's one of the planets that yes. is featured in the... Mm-hmm. During the, the re-release where they did like all the new special effects and everything and added Anakin yeah. at the end mm-hmm. of Return. Yes, they added... Uh, New montage of planets celebrating the end of the Empire, which, yes, Kashyyyk is one mm-hmm. of them. Um, and then now we have the second Galactic Civil War, because why won't there be more than one, right? Like We need more than one Civil War in the galaxy. Yeah, because Star Wars. Skywalkers <laughs> cause yeah, yeah, Star Wars, War is plural. <laughs> and because Skywalkers exist. Skywalk- solo skywalkers exist and they're the reason they are why not a, a lot great of things happen in the galaxy <laughs> yes uh it later refused to follow chief of the chief of state uh jason solo in the year 40 aby sheltering the jedi who had declared themselves against solo so it attacked uh, by his fleet, as a result, Solo's flagship, the Anakin Solo, began targeting the Kashyyyk forest with his long-range turbolators, starting a firestorm that would claim the lives of many Wookiees and burn huge amounts of the forest. The Confederation redirected fleets from the Battle of... Uh, Q- Q8? Wait. Wait, uh, to help the Wookiees, resulting right. in the eventual defeat of the Galactic Alliance forces, although they managed to escape due to the tactical blunder by the Confederation fleet. As a result, Kashyyyk joined the Jedi Coalition, though it did not join the Confederation. Um, yeah, why is Solo's flagship called the Anakin Solo? 
Um, because that's his brother who died. That okay, that makes sense. I forgot um, about that. Which is just adds insult to injury that he is attacking Kashyyyk with his flagship called the Anakin Solo when Chewbacca died to save Anakin Solo. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. And just having the last name Solo attacking Kashyyyk when, like, you know, your it was a grandfather, yep. right? Grandfather. It would have been no. It would have been Jason's father. Jason's father. Okay. Like your father's best friend, you're attacking his home world. Like, yes. Really, dude. Uh, now we get to the second the, Imperial Civil War. Oh, well, you have a. I was just gonna say the dark side is a hell of a drug. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. I mean, the more you use it, the creepier you look. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. So, the second Imperial Civil War, uh, following its takeover of the Galactic Alliance in 130 ABY, Dark creates Galactic Empire, saw danger in Wookiees, but knew better than to enslave the entire species like it did in the Darsidious Galactic Empire. Instead, it cut them off from the rest of the galaxy by having Kashyyyk blockade and all Wookiees' spaceports and shipyards destroyed. Uh, no Wookiees were allowed to leave or visit Kashyyyk without an Imperial order, and the holonet transmissions to the planet were completely cut off. Supply traders still could come and go after swearing under penalty of death to the Empire not to provide Wookiees with information on the state of the rest of the galaxy, but the Wookiees themselves were completely isolated and largely left alone throughout the region. So Dark Crate did learn from Sidious. I mean, that is one thing you have to recognize with Dark Crate's Galactic Empire. He actually learned from Sidious' mistakes. And it's like, yeah, I'm not going to enslave these people. I'm just going to cut them off and just have them not do anything. Because I can't get harmed if I'm not doing anything harmful to them. Yeah, the one Sith are... A little more formidable than things in the past have been. That's true. Yes. And uh, last but not least for this episode, we have behind the scenes. So the original drafts of Return of the Jedi called for the second Death Star to be built in orbit around Kashyyyk by Wookiee's slave labor. It wasn't until later drafts of that settling, setting and characters were changed to the forest mood of Endor and Ewoks. Uh, All because George wanted to sell toys. Yeah. I mean, he didn't make as much... Like, he made money on the movie, but he made way more money on merchandising. That's where the money was made for all Mm -hmm. this stuff. The toys he sold for Return of the Jedi and then, like, subsequently after funded the prequels. Yeah. Entirely, completely. Like, he didn't have to do anything to have money Mm -hmm. to do the prequels because he already had it from toy sales. Yep. And uh, the planet was introduced in 1970 in the Star Wars Holiday Special. It was finally realized on the big screen in 2005 in Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Puckett in uh, Thailand and Golan in China were the locations scouted for Revenge of the Sith in the capture plate photo photography for Kashyyyk backdrops in the former the planet when used in the background was simply reused from the matte paintings of the Yavin Prime from Star Wars as it was known at the time uh, tinted green 
And um, interesting, yeah, because they couldn't use they couldn't use the California redwoods because that was indoor. Correct. Yep. They, so they had to use something. Hey, we we have this, so let's just spruce it up a little bit different. Hey, it's a new place because mm-hmm. that's what we had in the seventies and the eighties. I mean, it was very, it was inventive during the time. Like George Lucas was ahead of like photography at the time. Like he used the cheapest means to make a great trilogy. Yes. And then, um, where is it? Oh, the Wookiee storybook. Uh, Achatuk tells Lumpa Warpro, Lumpa Warump. Wookiee names are hard. Uh, the Wookies are not Kashyyyk natives, and they immigrated to Kashyyyk from an unspecified planet centuries before. Later sources say that Wookiees are native to Kashyyyk. It's possible Atratuk uh, were merely spinning a entertaining yarn for his grandson rather than stating something that is believed to be factual. So, hmm. you know, someone telling a kid something to be entertaining. Spinning webs of stories. Uh, when the author Timothy Zahn introdu- uh, included the Wookiee homeworld in his novel Heir to the Empire, he intended to name it uh, Rokoro, uh, unaware that it was already been named. Upon learning that it was named Kashyyyk, Zan suggested Rokoro to be an indigenous name for the planet, but the idea was rejected. Uh, Zan was, uh, used the name instead for the specific city on Kashyyyk. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, some believe there is a contradiction between the portrayal of Kashyyyk in the expanded universe and the portrayal in Revenge of the Sith, while the former in pre-Revenge works portray Kashyyyk as a planet with inhabitants living only in trees and never descending to the ground, and later portrays the planet of having oceans and coasts with inhabitants living on the ground. This alleged contradiction could be easily explained in the Revenge of the Sith only showed a small part of the planet, and that it doesn't necessarily represent the layout of the entire planet. Additionally, Rebel Dawn mentions that Kashyyyk has coasts. And in the PC game, uh, Star Wars Rebellion, mistakenly uh, places Kashyyyk in the Centaurus sector of the Outer Rim. So, with the first contradiction, there has to be some source of water. Like, rivers alone cannot support an ecosystem that size. There has to be some type of Kashyyyk has to be a huge percentage of water for it to support the amount of growth that it has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would like literally it would be very similar to our planet Earth, where like mm-hmm. what seventy percent of the planet is water. Yes, like it, it would be something like that, and like I can get understand the contradiction, but then like yeah, it's we only see bits and pieces like where we see revenge of the Sith. That could be one part of the planet and where we see it in like KOTOR one is a completely different, like darker or like much deeper in inland of the planet. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So, I mean, that's what I think anyway, because like I would think the more inland you go, the higher the trees. That's Yeah. So, I mean, that that's what I would think, because going towards the coastline, the, the trees get lower to where daylight shines at the ground. Right. And if you, like, if we look at 
Survivor, which is, or not Survivor, but Fallen Order. Order. It's a mix. Like when he gets inland, like he is surrounded by trees. And when he gets into the Shadowlands, like it's this deep forest. And mm-hmm. even like his journey to his journey on the Shiro bird uh, even does that. Right. More. Yeah. So even canonically, it's like that. So, mm-hmm. which we'll get into next week because we'll be going over the canon stuff for Kashyyyk next week. So that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. So it will it, be fun. Anything else to add for Kashyyyk besides it's home to our favorite Wookies? Um, there is another planet that is close to Kashyyyk that is the Trandoshan homeworld, and that's why they are. Uh, Natural enemies. They hate each other with a burning passion. Yeah. Scots are natural enemies. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. That's yeah, that's essentially what it is. <laughs> so, yep. Um, but I think that's it. I don't have nothing else to add. I don't think I do either. Thanks for uh bringing all the research and all the stuff about Kashyyyk. And I hope you all learned something, because I did. And thank you all for listening to the Holocron Histories podcast. And may the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. How well do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller.